Hey everyone, your designers are here. I'm Anita at Cedar Hill Farmhouse. And I'm Yvonne at Stone Gable. And I'm Kelly at My Soulful Home. We have tips, tricks, and decorating advice for you today. So let's get started. This is episode 241, Washing and Caring for Linen. And the show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 241. And linen is one of our very favorite fabrics that we Indeed all love. And part of why I love it is is the historical nature of linen. It's been used for thousands of years, actually. So it's uh, and it's a very durable fiber, but a lot of people don't know how to care for it. So we thought this would be a great topic for today. And yeah. it's so interesting that you said that um, about it being so durable. Because if you look at linen, you think oh, this is probably very, it's a very delicate fabric mm-hmm. and oh my goodness, I'm going to have to really watch. And you're right. It is, it's a workhorse. Well, well, yeah, it's uh, more durable than cotton. Yes. And it's more eco-friendly because less resources have to go into producing it. Mm-hmm. And if you think about that extrapolated out, vintage linen is incredibly green and eco-friendly because you don't mm-hmm. have to produce do anything to create right. it's already been produced and reused and reused. Linen can last hundreds of years. Yeah, the more you use the more you use linen actually the the softer it gets, mm-hmm. um, the more absorbent it gets. So it's a really beautiful, natural, sustainable fabric. Well, and my antique uh, grain sacks, and these were used for carrying grain 100, 200, 300 years ago. And I have some that are at least, I would say, 150 years old. They are still holding up. Now, some of them are have been patched several times, but it's amazing how old some of these are and how well they've held up. And from what I found out in my research, linen was used for in Phoenician times for sail, sails for boats. So that's going to take some heavy wear. I mean, you want a durable fiber for, you know, sailing right. on your boat. You don't want your sails to go out while you're in the middle of, you know, <laughs> the sea somewhere. Yeah. Well, linen is made from a flax and flax is you know, a longer, um, Fiber? Yeah, it's like, I, well, yeah, it's a longer like uh, stem and stalk. So it's the fibers can be longer. And so their longer fibers are more durable. Because when they're woven together, they're tougher than like a short fiber that can, can loosen the weaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and here, I'm just going to throw this out. It's so interesting because I did, you know, of course, we do research and I know how I treat my linen. But the thing that comes to mind, first of all, for me is my linen sheets which I love. First of all, not all linen is the same. There's, you know, linen that, um, like my linen sheets I have from different companies and they're not all the same. And I do prefer one over the other. And it's just because of where the linen sourced, how it's processed. And so when you get something, make sure that when you're looking for, like, let's just say sheets, that you really do your homework to make sure are, what kind of linen are you getting? Are that is soft? What is the softest linen? How durable it is? Because it's not all the same. Yeah. Well, let me explain what one particular type of linen is about uh, that people may have heard of. People hear of the term Belgian linen. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, what is Belgian linen? Yeah. Um, 
being famous for chocolates and Belgian linen is pretty fabulous. So I think Belgium is kind of a cool place anyway. But Belgian <laughs> linen is made from flax grown, processed, spun, and woven into the fabric in Europe and in a specific place in Europe. So mm-hmm. it's very place specific where it might not be linen, it's uh, excuse me, Belgium that it's done in, but it's in this Western part of Europe. And the reason why it's um, it's a higher quality and it's kind of revered in linen circles, if you will, is because the flax that's grown there is just a better type of plant. Mm-hmm. The, the textile fabrics that can be made from this particular type of flax plant that grows in that part of Western Europe is far superior to others. So that's why Belgian linen is like, oh, of, you know, right. of linens. Mm-hmm. Well, and also I know that Portuguese linen is also very good too. And um, linen, a lot of linen, a lot of um, places now that make linen, try to find antique linen looms because uh, they were just so beautifully made and make the best linen. So sometimes you pay a lot, <clears throat> not only for, for for where the where the linen is grown, how it is processed, but what kind of loom is it made into cloth on. Oh, good point. I didn't yeah. know that about the looms. But the other thing, the last little bit about the Belgian linen, if you mm-hmm. really want to know whether or not you're getting Belgian linen, uh, you may have to pay a little bit more for it, but you also would like to know, you know, is, is this just some nomenclature that the mm-hmm. people are using or is this real Belgian linen? So the for the fabric to be deemed authentic Belgian linen, it will have a label or a tag. And it's a very clear label. It says certificate of origin, Belgian mm. linen, and mm-hmm. it'll have a number associated with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so if that is on your linen, then you know for sure that that's where it was made uh, and grown, made, woven, and completely produced in, in that region. Kelly, I just um, made... Beautiful no sew. They're no sew curtains, panels. They're out of a, a white Belgian linen. They were so delight. That fabric was so delightful to work with, mm-hmm. and the hand or how it feels. There's just sort of a weight or a hand. Mm-hmm. How it feels. It just feels luxurious. It feels yeah. like you're holding something special or expensive in mm-hmm. your hand. And it really wasn't that expensive, but it was pure Belgian linen makes a huge difference, even in the way they fall. Yes. Um, there's just something about that beauty. The different weights also are going to impact how the linen looks. And then there's a lighter weight linen used, a uh, Irish linen that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. more used for something like a handkerchief. So, you know, there are different weights and there's rougher linen, and then there's more of a smoother linen. So it really depends on what you're using the linen for on which one you would choose for different It's so interesting that you say that I'm going to be using some Egyptian linen, which is almost gauze-like. And it is just gorgeous. And I'm going to make a a canopy for over my bed with it. Oh, beautiful. Well, so right. So make sure you're, if you're Mm -hmm. buying linen, make sure you're aware of the weight that you're buying that's appropriate for your project. Because if you're slip covering, I don't think you would want that handkerchief weight linen for something like that. But if you get the appropriate weight for your project, I think it's going to be perfect. Or if you're just buying something already made, they should have used the correct type of linen. But I wanted to talk for a minute because about caring for the linen, 
based on what my friend Martha told me. And Martha has... As in Stuart? No, not Martha Stewart. <laughs> okay. uh, Martha right. is a friend that I met through our friend Shirley of Hospitality Oh, Designs. yes. Hi, Shirley. It's, 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 she is a mutual friend. And that's how I, I met Martha. Martha has been collecting linen and selling it for years and years and years. And I bought a lot of uh, linen things from her, antique linen. And so she shared with me how she would take in these old linens and care for them. And I was going to share what she told me about. And I've tried this and it worked for me. Oh, do share. Go ahead. So when, and she takes the, so if there's a stain on the linen, this is what Martha told me. She said, put it in hot water in a a tub or something with hot water or warm water, I should say. And you want, and this is if there's a stain. So you're going to do equal parts of three things in there. Biz, powdered biz, powdered um, powdered Tide, and the other one is OxyClean. And so it's equal parts, all three, and she lets it soak for about 24 hours. She says, don't even look at it two hours later. Just leave it in there. And I had a a linen piece on my table, and I had an orchid sitting on it, and I was watering the orchid and not thinking anything about it. Well, I didn't realize the bottom of the pot was unglazed, and so all that water was coming through onto my linen uh, table piece. I think it, it might have been an, a, a oh, monogrammed grain sack. Yeah. That's so I found, happened to me before too. That is just mm-hmm. a bummer. Right. So it was mildewed. And that's not the easiest thing to get out. So I washed it. Oh, it didn't my. come out. So I did this soaking and I pulled it out at the end of the day. Here's the thing. So each 24 hours, take it out, rinse it super well. And then, you know, at the end of 24 hours, of course, there was still a stain. So, but I was not deterred. I trusted what Martha said. So I did another 24 hours and I think I did this. And she said, you just keep doing this until the stain is gone. So I did it for about three or four days and you can't be in a hurry. And then after the, about the fourth day, it was gone. Can you believe that? And then I just laundered it normally in the washing machine, but she said, if the stain, if it's, this should take care of it. And she said, if the stain is still there to take it outside and either if you have a place to hang it up out in the sun, great, or lay it on top of your table outside, whatever, but the sun will finish bleaching out, whatever. Lay it on the hood of your car. <laughs> yes. There you go. Outside. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that is what Martha said. And I will tell you, it worked on my mildewed spot and a couple other things. I've tried it on the antique. And these are antique pieces. So I was going to um, say this, mm-hmm. but you know, this sort of makes me clutch my heart because, mm-hmm. you know, for everything that we hear, wash it in cold, cool water, mm-hmm. use very mm-hmm. mild detergent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, see, I think Biz takes out every stain on the uni- in the universe. Mm-hmm. So I think using biz is a good idea, mm-hmm. you know, make a baking soda paste I've been reading um, because, you know, it's like putting it in hot water is a no-no. And we just talked a little bit about that, mm-hmm. but uh, I have linen sheets. Well, I'm going to say the warm. washer and into the dryer with everything else. And yeah, it, hasn't, I'm gonna say it hasn't hurt them. Warm, not hot, but again, use at your own, you know, risk. I mean, you're, this is what Martha told me. I'm not an expert on this. Uh, we, you know, we do research, but, uh, you know, if it's something that's really an invaluable piece that you're really concerned about, you might want to take, take it to, it a, it to professional. Some, a professional to have mm-hmm. done. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I knew when I was doing it, I was doing it at my own risk. My things turned out great, yeah. but, but this I'll is tell your you great, the thing. Great grandmother's, mm-hmm. excuse me, christening gown. Mm-hmm. 
don't don't try it yourself. It's not worth it. Yeah, you might exactly. You don't you I don't know. I kind of believe Martha. I think I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> I think it I think it sounds good. She's I have it. some linen napkins that I was going to get rid of cuz I I've done everything that, you know, you're supposed to do and I'm thinking I can't get this out, which is unusual because linen is very good um it, it yellows, but it's very good for removing stain because it's such it's a natural product. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to try that with my linen napkins. Well, you know right. what and does yellow linen great is tip. bleach. So please don't yes. bleach. Your linen. Oh well, and the bleach is something that really damages the fibers and really mm-hmm. can break them down. So it's really a bad idea to use bleach on almost anything. I just really don't use it unless I am just my back's against the wall. So I really I don't just, like bleach. Mm-hmm. Can I just put a little caveat in here with your Martha's little concoction, which if you have something that is badly soiled for all, by all means, and you, you know, if, if, uh, and it's not something that's a treasure, just, you know, give it a go. But um, for the most part, take good care of linen because it can last for, well, I mean, look, you have 150 year old grain sacks, but that's mm-hmm. a, that's a hardier linen, but I'm, um, like linen upholstery, linen sheets, and and things like that. Um, wash them in in cool water, and put them on the gentle cycle, and mm-hmm. put them out to to, to dry, um, air dry if you can. Like I won't mm-hmm. air dry my sheets; I don't have a clothesline anymore. But uh, so I put them in the dryer. So um, I'm not going to be putting them in hot water anymore. That's for well, sure. Right. Well, I think you do have mm-hmm. to be careful. I do have a lot of monogrammed antique napkins that have some holes in them. And it makes me wonder if they got bleached a lot. Are they but yellowed? I, well, no, they're not yellowed now. They're nice and uh-huh. white, which makes oh, me good, think because they were you've bleached done that. a lot. Okay, they were. No, no, no mm-hmm. I didn't do No, no, they came to me nice and white. Okay. But they have holes. And I'm thinking what would have caused the holes unless they probably just were... Uh, maybe bleach too often and then it or a moth, the fiber you know mm-hmm. uh so yeah so i don't know what's happened to them but i went ahead and got them because the monograms are so incredible and i thought i can use these to make pillows with you know how i love my pillows and my monograms so mm-hmm. i bought mm-hmm. them anyway yeah i think that if you just stick with the the cold or just a little warm water and then don't let if you're going to put them in the dryer well first let me back up I like to wash my linen separately from other things. So I don't throw in other towels or other Mm -hmm. clothes. And so they can kind of float around in the washer by themselves. You know, they're not mixing with anybody else. (laughs) And then I put them in the dryer and I do it. My settings are kind of like, you know, less dry or there's like a wool cycle. The wool doesn't really do much. That's still, they're too wet. But on the, the low setting, then they're pretty damp when I open it up and I just fluff them up again. And then I put it on fluff uh, or, you know, a similar setting that you might have on your dryer. And then they're just sort of going around, they're getting tossed around, but the air is not super hot and, but the air is moving around. So it's allowing them to dry because here I would have to lay them out on the outdoor furniture and all that. And, you know, I'm living in LA County. There's, there's sooty things in the air. You know, my, my, my linen sheets would have to be washed again if I put them outside. Um, <laughs> as much as I would like a clothesline, you know, across a meadow, I'm not dealing with that. So the dryer has to do it for me. But I just do this and mm-hmm. it takes a long time because you're checking and then those cycles tend to uh, not last as long on my 
drier as the other cycles. You know, they might only be 20 minutes or something Mm -hmm. like that. And you have to go and check it and turn it back on again. But it's really worth it because in the long run, you want these to last. I mean, these are the linen sheets that I've purchased with that super duper lands end deal, which was really Mm -hmm. great. But, you know, there's still Mm -hmm. an investment for linen sheets, but one of the best investments that I made with regard to my bedroom for sure. I love these sheets. Um, so, you know, you just take a little bit more effort to take care of them. And once you're used to it, the thing that we want to take out of the equation today is the not knowing. So, you know, right. if you're a little hesitant or and it takes you longer because you're not sure, should I use biz? Should I do hot? Should I do cold? So today we're trying to take all those, answer all those questions and take out the guesswork. So in fact, you can take care of your linen in the best way possible. And the hot water can damage the fibers. So you just need to be very careful about that. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Let's talk about, let's say you have a piece of furniture that has linen on it. So you can't throw it in the washer. You can't throw it in the dryer. What do you do? Well, the first thing you do, if it's not an antique, if it's something that if you've if it's new or, you know, of the modern age, um, you want to get that stain up as quickly as possible. And you don't want to rub, never rub because it ruins the fibers and that's will make it look worn. Uh, You want to blot it. You don't want to blot it with anything but a white absorbent cloth. I was thinking, oh, I'll just use paper towels. Don't do that because it leaves fibers of its own on it. Um, what I do is I cut up white t-shirts and, and if all else fails, I've gone to the store and for like $11 on like a big box hardware store, gotten a box of white rags that last forever and you can rewash them and use them. Um, just blot it up, blot the stain up, never rub it in. Like try to scrape up maybe with a spoon if any, if there's, let's say you drop an ice cream cone on it, you want to get the ice cream cone up. You don't want to blot that obviously, but then you want to, whatever's remained, just blot it and start blotting it though with, with cool water first. Then you want to go and get your manual or any material that has come with your, your um, piece of furniture. Again, if it's updated, if you just bought it and it should give you um, instructions on how to take, take out stains and there's, so you want to do that specific for that piece. You know, sometimes you can, you know, um, use water. Sometimes you can lose glycerin. Sometimes you can use baking soda, um, a solution with water on it. Sometimes you can just use mild detergent, but if all else fails, usually under, like, let's say you're doing a chair under your chair, sometimes it's not quite finished all the way around the bottom. And if that's the case, find a little area that doesn't show and just take some mild, very mild detergent. I'd use Castile soap with a little bit of water and blot blot that area just to make sure you're not going to see a ring or anything. And if you don't, then that's when you can blot, not rub your um, linen furniture. Yeah. And the other thing that we didn't really talk about is shrinkage when you wash it because it's a natural fiber like cotton. So it is going to shrink. So the first time you wash it, uh, if it's in warm water or it's warmed up in the dryer, it's probably going to be about a 4% shrinkage. So if you're making curtains uh, or something that has to be a specific size, I would definitely wash it before you sew with it. 
And that's a, and here's the good point, but let's say you, you buy linen curtains ready-made. You don't want to put those in the washer unless you know that they have been pre-shrunk. That's a good question. So what do you do? Do you, in that case, if you feel like you want to wash them, like some people want to wash every single thing that comes into their door before they use it for their family. Mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. you buy them longer? And normally you can only get them several inches longer. You know, the standard. Why would you, you, pl- mm-hmm. why would you wash, wash them? I don't, the curtains don't normally need to be washed. I wouldn't wash curtains unless. No, well, I was, that was what I was going to say. I wouldn't either, but some people do. Well, I would let them rot on rot on the hole. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay, yeah, all right. That's all right. That's all right. I mean, I would vacuum them, <laughs> but you don't. Anything that isn't pre-shrunk, you do not want to wash. You could have it dry cleaned, but you know, I'd rather. I mean, like like mine are white. I did not pre-wash them. The ones I made. I'll send them out because, you know, white's a little different, but if it's, if it's not white, even if it's like a, a creamy color or gray, I'm just going to leave them up there and vacuum them. Yeah, no, I agree. But I mean, there are people that feel that way. Maybe people that have a lot of allergies in their family or something like that. And so if you are in that situation, then, you know, you really need to take into account the fact that if you're buying linen draperies or other linen where you have to be concerned about how long it is or how wide it is, you're going to have to buy it bigger and then you might have to even alter it after you wash it if there's some shrinkage. But, but I think it now it's not wonky. small enough, you know, so it's kind of a mm-hmm. problem. Well, although think of this, if you have seams and it shrinks, it's going to, they, uh, it'll shrink wonky. It's not going to shrink all the same. So if you have seams, they may pucker or pull. So I wouldn't even go through that whole rigmarole. Yeah, I think it would be a rigmarole. You're absolutely I mean, right. some, yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes though you buy something linen and it's not pre-washed. So anyway, yeah, so you do, I would look at that. Although I've done, I mean, if I'm sewing something, yeah, I almost always, depends. If I think it's going to be washed, I do wash all my fabric before I work with it. But sometimes with linen, I do it, I wash afterwards because the ruffles look different if you're making it. After it's washed, if depending on when you wash it, sometimes you actually want to do the ruffles after it's wash the ruffles after they're made. So then, when you enough. wash it twice, wash once for the shrinkage factor. Then no, you just would do it after. You just so in other words, you make your pillow and then wash it after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because of does it give it of a more like a fluttery ruffle? Uh, it's hard for me to describe what it does to the ruffle, but it looks very different. It's probably because just what I said, because it pulls uneven, unevenly and it would give your ruffle more movement. I, I just have to, you'd have to see it. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I'd be interested to in describe yeah. it, but it's definitely, it's definitely a different look. Wow. So, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's just kind of, if you sew, you know, you would be aware of this sort of thing, but if you mm-hmm. don't sew, it's probably not something you would even notice. Mm-hmm. I'm making poofs, you know, like ottomans mm-hmm. with um, very heavy uh, linen fabric. It's beautiful. It's very nubby. Oh, nice. So and how it, are you making them? Are you upholstering them? No, I'm just making them. I, I'm just making like a box and stuffing it with like high density foam, which is hysterical because I opened the box, which I should have never done, like the bag of the high density foam. 
<laughs> well, it just went everywhere. Oh it no! Blew up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so, not in a. It doesn't come in a cube. It comes like all Kelly's exploded. It comes pillow. in a box, and oh, then it comes my. like shrink. It comes like you know those space bag wrapped. Uh huh. I'm thinking, oh, I just want to see how this feels. Well, I opened the top of it and it just like, it just foamed up on me, literally foam. Um, but I'm making, um, uh, two poofs to go up actually in our study, in our, um, sitting area that was last, uh, we talked about small, small spaces to make them look larger in our last So it's last like episode. an ottoman that you're putting a ruffle on? Is that what you're I'm saying? not putting a ruffle on. I'm just talking about how different the, the linen is because you're talking about, you know, you're, I'm not going to wash those at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pre-wash it because mm-hmm. it's very, very heavy. It's like upholstery furniture, mm-hmm. like upholstery material. Mm-hmm. And so my intent is to spot clean it and tell my husband, do not put your shoes on it. <laughs> and I'll vacuum oh, okay. it off, of course. Yeah. Well, then there you go. Yeah. But so, it's like you said, it does mm-hmm. kind of deter some, it does have some natural oils in it that hopefully will keep it uh, better looking. Mm-hmm. As far as your clothing, you know, everybody has linen clothing. It's the summertime. You don't need to dry clean all of that. In fact, I think it comes out really stiff. Don't you guys think? Like if you get your white linen shirt back and it feels kind of crunchy, I don't like that. I think the you know the look. No. You pay more at J Crew and various um, retailers for that pre-washed look. I just go with the pre-washed look. And like and like Anita's saying, I think that's the feel she's talking about with that ruffle on her linen pillows. It's just that really sort of loose, luxurious, kind mm-hmm. of lived in, but in a very luxurious way kind of look that linen yes. has that no other fabric really does. I call and that lofty. It has like a loftiness to it. Yeah, it has a, yeah, you can tell, you can look at linen and tell whether it's linen or something else. It's so easy to tell. The only thing I love, I love linen. I love the idea of wearing linen. I love to see it on other people. I have such a love-hate relationship. I want to keep my linen like pants in the car that when I get to the party, I can take off my my yoga pants and put on the linen pants in the car and just like walk in and not sit down all night. Well, there's the thing that, here's the thing. If you're going to buy linen for clothing or for in your house, you really need to be comfortable with wrinkles. If you, you do. don't like you really wrinkles, do. if I think you we should really all like, just be comfortable with wrinkles. It, if you, I agree. If wrinkles bother you, this is not the fabric for you. It's kind of one of those wabi-sabi things. It's not going to be perfectly crisp and clean. I mean, you can get out a tablecloth and spread it out and it can stay nice and neat and without any wrinkles for a while. But if it's on a bed, if it's on a pillow, if you're wearing it, it's going to wrinkle and that's fine. And that's the thing. I mean, if it's, if it's wrinkling, that's just part of its charm. So it doesn't really bother me. A cotton linen blend will help with making it not so, um, you know, sometimes they even mix in viscous fabric, you know, so it doesn't wrinkle as badly, but the wrinkles don't bother me. I like them. Well, I'm reading, you know, of course, I'm reading blogs all day long, too. And I go to some blogs and they have these gorgeous all linen beds and they just make me want to dive into them. They're sort Mm -hmm. of crumpled and rumpled, but in the best of ways. And I mean, you can tell they're linen and they're just to me that is so beautiful and so appealing. I'm thinking my beds look a little too staid and not so comfortable and structured because I really like that look, especially for a bedroom. Oh, I love that look. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and then when I'm ironing the linen, I like to do it while it's still a little bit damp. It's going to, because it seems like if you wait till it's 100% dry and you try to iron it, it's almost impossible to get all those wrinkles out. Yeah, they seem to really set in. I wonder if that's because of those long fibers or something. Yeah. Or you just have a spray bottle of water. Yeah, right. Spray it when you're ironing it. And Mm -hmm. the other thing I think that can really help is not overloading the washing machine when you're washing them. Because I think the more things are in there, the more they're really going to wrinkle. So Good I would point. definitely they get make all sure. tangled, especially if it's mm-hmm. long fabrics like the sheets or something like that. They get tangled around each other, and that's right. going to be. And you know, my my mom always taught me this, and the, I guess I, probably everybody does it. But when you take it out of the washing machine, sort of don't just stuff it all in the driver like it is. Yeah, you shake them out. You know, hold yeah. them up. Oh. You know, flip yeah, them my out mom a taught me bit, that too. Right, mm-hmm. so get a little air about them, and mm-hmm. then let them fall a little bit, and then you know they're not going in exactly the the sort of bunched up ball that they became in the washer. You're not just putting that now in the dryer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, then maybe that's sort of common sense, but I do that, and I think that makes a difference. Yeah. And don't be afraid to use linen. Um, give it a try. If linen is new to you, and we've talked about, you know what goes into linen, what it is. Um, um, there's different kinds of linen. There's different grades of linen, how to care for linen. Don't be afraid to use it. Um, linen is a beautiful, natural and sustainable fabric. And the more I use it, the more I fall in love with it. And I've only really been a linen lover for about five years. I used to go like, oh, I hate the look of the wrinkles. But the difference, there's a dim- difference between a wrinkle and a deep crease. I don't like the deep creases, but I don't mind that sort of rumpled, um, crumpled look. I think it's so beautiful. So don't be afraid of it. Give it a try. Try it with some linen napkins if you're a novice. Yeah. That's a great way to mm-hmm. you know just dip your toe into the linen pool. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're dipping your toe in, remember we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, then subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. We're coming at you three times a week, and so we want you to keep up. So head over to any of your podcast listeners or iTunes and just sign up to get notified when we have a new episode. And also, don't miss out on the sales at bespokedecor.store. Head over there bespokedecor.store and sign up for our insider email list. And that way you won't miss a thing that's going on there either. And Anita and I are taking Bespoke Decor on the road. We will be heading to Round Top, Texas to the famous Round Top Antique Show. We'll specifically be at the Blue Hills area. I understand that Round Top is humongous and is going to completely wow me. I've never been before. So if you've never been, maybe this will be your year as well. And if you have been and you're familiar with Blue Hills, then sure, for sure, come and see us there. Let us know if you're coming and we'll give you all the details that you need to know to to pinpoint us in the sea of antiques and fabulous things. So we'll be there at the end of September through the, the entire show. 
we're going to have special events at our booth. Uh, there'll be stuff to buy, us to chat with, and cold drinks to be had because I understand it gets pretty steamy there in Round Top. And if I have anything to do with it, there'll be some wine, ladies. So definitely head over and visit us in person in Round Top, Texas, coming up at uh, the end of September 2018.